This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 537. Great to have your company once again. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, chat GPT. What is it? And how does it work? And can students use it to cheat? We actually put it to the test. Apple has released a short video with a Ted Lasso star to showcase its new privacy features on iPhone. And Bowers and Wilkins has released the PI7S2 earphones. In the Tech Guide reviews, we check out the new Sony Deluxe DualSense Edge wireless controller. Samsung has released the Odyssey G6 gaming monitor. Uh, and it's also a smart TV. And Cricket's new Easy Press products can help you personalize anything. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, there's been a lot of talk around chat gpt i'm sure you've heard about it it's a platform by open ai now this is a platform that can generate text uh easily if you can you can type in a request you might say write me a thank you note for such and such inviting me to their place for christmas and it'll it'll punch out some text for you you can, I've seen it used for people creating social media posts. Uh, I've also seen it used for various other uses, including like real estate listings and even job application letters. So what you do, once you create an account on OpenAI, you, there's a little section where you enter text and you can ask it, write me a a short story about leprechauns and it'll do its best to, to come up with something. Now, what it uses, obviously it's got artificial intelligence and machine learning. So any two responses are different. So the, the big the big question here, uh, the, the talk is that the, this could potentially be something a school student may use to cheat on their on their homework or to pass off work uh, as their own uh, so I'm sure there's a it, it's there's a few essay assignments that chat GPT could easily look after and later I'll tell you about something we tried with a, uh, a, a, a an exam question that we found from last year's HSC and you be the judge we'll read you the response but you be the judge of how well how well this uh, how well this works and how easily a student can easily use this to to do their work for them. Now this is uh, already being banned by educators. So uh, if you're if if you're living in New South Wales, Queensland, or Tasmania, this has already been declared off limits. Uh, and, and other states are surely to follow. So they've declared those states, public schools in New South Wales, Queensland and Tasmania have already said chat GPT is off limits. And I'm pretty sure other states who are considering their position will probably ban it as well. Now, to generate text, as I said, you simply type in some instructions. So I did that. 
for this for for my article on Tech Guide, I asked GPT write a one hundred word explanation about Chat GPT and how it can be best utilized. And here is what it came up with. ChatGPT is a powerful language model developed by OpenAI that can generate human-like text using deep learning techniques. It can be used in various natural language processing tasks such as text generation, language translation, and conversation simulation. It can be best utilized in areas like natural language generation for businesses, conversational AI for chatbots and virtual assistants, and language translation for organizations which can save time and automate repetitive tasks with a natural and human-like experience for users. That's exactly what ChatGPT said about itself. And, you know, by the way, I I asked for a 100-word explanation. I could have asked for a 500-word explanation or a 2,000-word explanation, it would have just instantly, once you enter the question, a few seconds pass, then it just starts typing. You just see it. You can read it in real time. It's probably type. It's producing the text too fast for you to read. So it's it's uh, remarkable in that it can do this. Now, on the for, for educators, teachers, and schools, the, the, the question now is trying to ensure that your student is learning their material rather than using AI. Now, we've obviously, students have had Google for so long. Uh, I wish I had Google when I was at school. But Google's a search engine that provides the facts, provides other images, other resources, but it doesn't actually write your paper for for you. So it's, it's, it's there. A lot of people say, well, it's no different to – ChatGPT is no different to Google. Well, it is a lot different to Google. I think ChatGPT. We'll talk a little bit later about its limitations, but it's it's kind of like Google on steroids in some cases because not only can it provide the facts, some facts in its database, but it can also then put it together in a in a quite a cohesive way for this to easily be passed on as as your own work. So you think about how easy it is if if say your boss said, "Listen, I need you to write a you know two hundred word." Uh, some 200-word content about the history of Sydney. And you'd have to look up a few things and do everything. But if you type that into ChatGPT, it would do it in two seconds. It would do it really easily. So those those little tasks can be done like that. I think on a student side and, and even even for other users – it could also be potentially used as a as an aid rather than a replacement of your work. So if you're, uh, I think if you are, say you're in advertising journalism, this could write articles. I guess marketing, all these areas that you need to produce text quickly, without the need to spend hours researching. ChatGPT does this without breaking a sweat. So it could potentially be used to provide uh, background notes. So maybe you're a, say you're a student who has to write a 1,000-word essay about uh, about Twelfth Night by Shakespeare or King Lear by Shakespeare. You could ask ChatGPT to say, like, what are the main themes and main points of King Lear? And that could maybe form the a basis for your research. You, it could sort of show you areas that you then can put in your own words, which uh, which which is, I think, acceptable. And I think a teacher 
would know their student too. I think if there's a student who struggles in English and, and these essays, suddenly producing this polished material, the, the teacher's going to ask questions. So I think on, on a class-by-class class basis, that's probably – I don't think ChatGPT is going to be such an issue. But imagine if you uh, if, if they're using this – They've got access to it during an exam, or you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of exams and assignments you do outside the classroom. This could potentially be uh, used for that as well. Now, in terms of uh, speaking of exams and everything, we decided to put this to the test. Now, we looked up the 2022 HSC English Advanced Paper Two exam, which was uh, this was uh, for students in New South Wales, and we found this question. In the exam, how has your study of great expectations altered and expanded your understanding of duty? Now, that was in the 2022 English Advanced HSC paper. So we put it to chat GPT. And I'm going to read the response. Great Expectations, written by Charles Dickens, explores the concept of duty through the character development of its protagonist, Pip. The novel shows how Pip's understanding of duty changes as he goes through different stages in his life. Initially, Pip believes that his duty is to fulfill the expectations of others, particularly his benefactor and his family. As he matures, however, he realises that true duty is not about fulfilling the expectations of others, but rather about fulfilling one's own potential and living a moral and ethical life. The novel also explores the idea that duty is not just a responsibility to oneself, but also to others, particularly those who are less fortunate. Overall, Great Expectations expands and deepens the understanding of duty by showing how it can be a complex and evolving concept that's shaped by one's personal experiences and values. Now, I've got to say, I would if you're an exam marker, that answered that pretty well. And that was... That was a question that was typed into chat GPT and it punched this out in a minute. So that, that that's the power of the platform. So, and, and the thing with chat GPT as well, say that you're all, say that all of you are, are putting that question into chat GPT. So you say there's five people in your class that are doing the same thing. It will not produce the same for everybody. Every response will be different. So it, it'll create, it's a bespoke uh, response for each user so that it's not it's not going to be obvious that it was all done by the same person. It's not the same text in the same order of words. So it's all different every single time, which uh, just adds to the the uh, the, rea- the the reality, the quality of the of the material the, the, of the platform, how it can actually produce this in real time as well. So I think really interesting stuff to look at here. Um, but is it, is there are, I mentioned the limitations. There are things that it cannot do. Uh, it's not like Google where you can access information outside of its own model. It can only provide responses based on its own logic and its own knowledge. It can't, it cannot provide opinions. It cannot verify facts. So that's, uh, that's uh, an, another another uh, another limitation, if you like. So, so that that's the real challenge here for educators is trying to to establish that ChatGPT perhaps could be something that can help, but it shouldn't be something that replaces. Now, 
the platform is still quite new. It, it's still uh, immature. It's, it lacks the, the nuance and style of a, a, a human being. Uh, I think uh, it, it does write pretty good. It doesn't write – it's not kind of Stephen King kind of level writing, uh, that, that, kind of, uh, that kind of writing. It's still very much rudimentary in, its, in what it puts together, but still, still decent quality. You heard the responses I read to you. It's still pretty good. Um, you know, AI is something that is being developed not only by OpenAI. OpenAI, by the way, has been uh, – Microsoft has poured $10 billion into the platform, and their support goes back as early as 2019. They invested a billion dollars in 2019 and another billion dollars in 2021. So they are well on board. But it's understood that companies are like Alphabet, the parent company of Google, uh, Amazon – uh, Meta, which is Facebook's parent company, they're also developing their very own AI systems as well. So uh, I think that you're going to be hearing a lot more on this front, knowing that these companies have uh, a backing this a backing this sort of technology. So it's going to be uh, AI all day, every day. You're going to see a lot more of this, and it's going to improve. That's that's the frightening thing is that this is going to get even better. What we're seeing today is still pretty much baby steps where in terms of the quality that it can that it's outputting. It's going to get even better, but again, it lacks that human touch. Like if, if you can't program a computer to write a hit song, otherwise everyone would do that because that takes skill, it takes a talent, it takes emotion. It's it's not like uh, an artist knows what a masterpiece is because they've they've put their their personality and their emotion in, into that. Uh, I don't think AI is quite there yet, but who's to say it's not going to be like that in the years to come? If you want to read more about Chat GPT and see those responses for yourself, you can check it out techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated, Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Alrighty, next up, we're talking about Apple. Uh, they've just released a short film. It's not a bad little short film, starring Ted Lasso's Nick Muhammad. Now, he plays the assistant coach who, um, spoiler alert, he actually goes to another club. So I think season three is about to drop. He, uh, he's uh, gone to a rival team. But it being a an Apple TV show, Apple naturally thought, well, we have to use one of our stars for our short film about their new data protection and data privacy tools. Uh, so what Apple has announced is these new features that help you uh, control data, like things like mail privacy prote protection, uh, location services, safety checks. So these are new features that if I explain them to you, it, it, is, it is pretty simple, but what Apple decided to do was to make this short film with Nick Muhammad. The, the film, by the way, is entitled A Day in the Life of an Average Person's Data. So it does. it's quite funny. It does uh, take you through Nick's day and how, he's, how his data is accessed, how he can control it, and he doesn't realize things that he does where he's sharing data. Um, and he wants to obviously protect his privacy. So it really, it really does give a good illustration about that. Apple's always been a massive privacy advocate. I think Tim Cook's often said that 
privacy is a, is a right for everybody. Everyone's got the right to privacy. And in this world where we're using technology and we're, we're sharing data and doing things online, then the, the ability to control how that data is used and also provide the tools to protect that data is quite important. And uh, Apple's always been at the forefront of that. They already have things like app tracking transparency. So if you haven't heard of that, I'm sure that if you've if you've downloaded a new app or maybe fired up an app for the first time, you see a, a little, if you're on an iPhone, you see a, a little notification pop up to say, do you want this app to track you? And by tracking, that means it's not only using your data on that particular app, but it also shares like that. That tracking is used by companies to track your data uh, and use it across other platforms so that say you've done a search for um, electric guitars on on one platform, you'll find that if you go to Facebook and Google and all these other platforms, you're suddenly seeing ads popping up for electric guitars. And you think, wow, that's a coincidence. Well, it's not a coincidence. It's because the the at the data you're generating follows you. These these little these little cookies follow you across the internet. So what Apple allows with app tracking transparency is for that not to happen, for you not to be followed across the internet. And that's having a big impact. Uh, uh, Apple, uh, there's a lot of complaints from from other platforms like Facebook and other, and other uh, data management pl- platforms where that's costing um, these other companies, this feature from Apple's co- costing them billions of dollars because data is a valuable resource. All these companies being able to mine your data and use it across multiple platforms to market to you, that's huge business. And Apple's app tracking transparency is literally costing them billions of dollars because it's A, made people aware and B, given people the opportunity of not letting them be tracked. So these these other companies are missing out. Uh, What Apple also has is a privacy nutrition label. And what that means is that if you're looking at an app to download from the App Store with your iPhone or iPad or whatever uh, Apple device you have, you see up front, in the same way you'd see the nutrition information on, on food or whatever you, you're eating, same thing now applies to apps with, with Apple with these privacy nutrition label, which tells about how, how your app's going to be used, what it's going to access, or all that information is there up front before you've even downloaded the app so that you're fully aware. Now, in the new video, one of the new features illustrated is male privacy protection. Now, what this offers for iPhone customers is the ability to hide your IP address. So your your mail is sent to you and you have an IP address. Now, what you can do is to hide your IP address with mail protect, privacy protection so that other – if the, the trackers find it – if you hide your IP address, they can't see – if you've opened an email, they can't see where you've opened the email as well. So it's harder for them to follow your mail activity. So if you can hide that, that's one that you, that's less information they have about you, less tracking that they're doing, less access to your data than they have as well. Without that protection, email marketers can tell you can tell whether your mail was opened and where you opened it as well. Well, that's a lot of, that's a lot of information they can grab there. Uh, safety check is another new feature that allows you to disconnect from apps, from people and devices that you no longer want to be associated with. So think about that. 
how hard that would be without this feature. Say that you've you've unsubscribed from the uh, a particular app or a website, but what's happened is that all your data has been tracking on other websites. It's out there, so you're kind of still tied in there. But Safety Check actually disconnects you completely from those services and people and and other devices, so you're no longer associated that with that as well. Now. The Safari browser also has protection. It can prevent you also being tracked across the internet. Uh, Things like your health app, keeping all your health records private. So right down to every app, Apple's really put some thought into uh, how allowing users to know how their data is being used uh, and how to access the tools to decide when and with who they want to share that data with. Now, in, in the video, it's actually quite funny. He wakes up and he gets uh, he makes, making his breakfast and he gets to the coffee shop, then he goes to lunch, then he's on set and all these things that he's doing. Uh, even he buys something and Apple explains that even when you use Apple Pay, they no one can tell what you bought, no one can tell how much it's cost. It's a private interaction, a unique tokens generated for that particular sale so they don't even see your credit card information. So it's a really good way to illustrate uh, all these things. And and he's he spends the day with one of the guys in, from the Apple store. He's got his blue Apple T-shirt on. And naturally, Nick Muhammad's got his iPhone there and using it to access his email and to pay for things and to uh, to do his to, to go about his day-to-day life. Worth a watch. Uh, we've actually embedded that video on our story on Tech Guide. In fact, if you want to see even more about what we're talking about, even some screenshots to help explain and for you to see how all these work, You can access all of those at techguide.com.au. Now, I've got to say up front, I'm a fan of Bowers and Wilkins. Uh, I've been traveling a bit lately and I've uh, had in my bag, my carry-on bag, their PX8 noise-canceling headphones, which I uh, really, uh, really enjoy. Uh, but they've just released some new earphones, uh, the PI7S2. Now, uh, again, Bowers and Wilkins earphones. I think I reviewed the PI, the PI5s a couple of years ago, and I've got to say, probably one of the best sounding earphones I've ever heard. So I've just received the PI7s. Now, this isn't the review. I'm just telling you about the earphones. The review will follow in a couple of weeks. But uh, it's news when Bowers and Wilkins drop a new product like this. The PI7S2 available in three colors, satin black, canvas white, and midnight blue. Uh, Good song, Midnight Blue from the 80s. Uh, $399 they're going to cost you. So sort of in the same ballpark as some of the other brands like Bose and Sony and and others, Sennheiser. Uh, What these these earphones have is true 24-bit connection with aptX adaptive. So this is a connection not only between your left and right earbuds, but also to your source as well. So it really optimizes and dynamically adjusts to optimize performance. Uh, And it is small, yet there is a two-way drive unit in each of the earbuds. So it does work just like a floor-standing high-performance speaker. So Bowers Wilkins got a fair bit of knowledge in this area, and they're shrinking it down to the size of this earphone. So you're getting... Really crisp sound, but also deep and powerful bass. I've only heard them for a little bit, but uh, as I said, this isn't my review. I'm just telling you about the features. My full review will follow in a couple of weeks. They've also got adaptive active noise cancellation, so it does monitor the sound and adapts to the surroundings. So it, it can... 
it can get to know your routine and if it hears a particular level of noise, it can automatically kick in the noise cancellation so you don't have to lift a finger. Uh, it also has a smart case, which also functions as an audio retransmission system. So that means you can connect external audio sources, including your in-flight entertainment system. So how many times have you wanted to hear you watch an in-flight movie but not have to wear earphones and not have to be plugged into anything? Well, you can use the Bowers & Wilkins PI7S2s, take out the case. The case connects to the in-flight entertainment system. Uh, with a cable, and then that connects via Bluetooth to your earphones, and boom, Bob's your uncle. You're listening to your in-flight entertainment system wirelessly on your on your Bowers and Wilkins earphones, and they're pretty nice looking earphones too. They have that similar to the PI fives. They've got this this nice metallic exterior panel, uh, which has touch controls, by the way, and then there's a slightly larger edge below that, and then it actually it's nicely contoured to sort of slip and twist into your ear. Uh, it's quite comfortable. About the same size as other rival earphones, but uh, still quite comfortable and uh, offer that tremendous audio quality that Bowers and Wilkins is so well known for. So yeah, they're uh, they're out already. They've just been released a few days ago. I've just received them to review, so keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, uh, I have written about the features and all of those things. And if you want to find out more, check out the price, check out those colors. You can see it at techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. It's a new year and our digital generation continues to see a rise in cybercrime and data breaches. Don't leave your devices without protection or your personal information open to exposure. It's time to have a plan to keep your devices and personal information protected. Save your time and money should the unthinkable happen and your devices are at risk to cyber threats like malware, ransomware or viruses or your personal information is exposed to cyber criminals looking to trade your details on the dark web. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity protection and dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring you have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays private and it's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to their dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Norton 360 Platinum is available now at Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi or online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. We've got a bit of a gaming theme to a couple of our products in our reviews this week. Starting off with the Sony PlayStation Dual Edge Wireless Controller. Now, this is a top-of-the-line deluxe controller that has so many more options and controls than the regular controller. So uh, this this costs a little bit more too. This is over three hundred dollars. This is uh, isn't isn't cheap, but it is though a superior controller than what you would normally have with the PlayStation Five. It comes in a hard case, uh, has the actual controller in there. It's got a USB braided cable. It's got Different caps for your thumbsticks as well. So standard caps, high dome caps, low dome caps, 
It's also got two different types of back buttons as well, whether they're the half dome back buttons, the two lever back buttons. It also has a connector housing so you can actually lock in the cable. So if you're locked in, you can prevent the cable accidentally coming loose. So that's just, that's just an overview. We're going to go through them now in a little bit more detail. That's an overview of the features, but uh, really does take your gaming to the next level. Gives you, if it's, if it's these little changes that can give you like a split second of improvement, that's the difference between me winning or losing. This is remarkable how, how this all works and how this can actually heighten your senses, heighten your, your reaction, your reflexes, and really bring you to the fore. So it does really bring out all of these things. Uh, so let's go through the features now. I think, well, the the being able to have your the 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 changeable stick caps. The stick caps are left and right, uh, which usually I use under my thumb. So there are three types of changeable stick caps, and depending on your the height, also depending on the surface. So you might want something that's a bit grippy or you might something that's a little bit shorter, a little bit more stable, depends on your gaming style, you're able to adapt it to suit your particular playing style. I use this for playing Call of Duty, and I found that there were features on here that helped me become a better player, help me react quicker, help things happen quicker for me to be a bit more efficient as a player. Uh, that, that, that's what struck me. So the first thing there is the changeable stick caps. Uh, next up is the replaceable stick modules. So would you believe there is a tiny little button, a switch that you actually need a pen to open. And what happens, the front half of the top of the controller comes out and the stick modules can actually be changed. So the modules inside underneath that cap uh, can actually be changed. So rather than just changing the stick ca caps, you can actually change the entire module. Uh, you can purchase those separately, of course. So there's different ones to suit different types of gameplay. But the adaptability right there is um, is remarkable. So you being able to pop open the lid there, it's like popping open the boot of the bonnet of your car, putting in these new features, popping the bonnet back down again, uh, allows you then to change it up for your particular game. Now, on the front, uh, one of the new controls is this new uh, preset profile controller. So it does... It's, uh, it's an on-controller interface, so you can quickly swap between different presets, like profiles, you can adjust game volume, chat balance. Uh, so these are there's left and right, these little tiny little button below the, the, uh, the stick, the, the sticks, that gives you access to your, like a dashboard, if you like, to, to be able to control everything properly. Now, there's also a, uh, on, on the back, there is, you know how there's triggers on the on the controller, so left and right triggers, and on the generic controller, your the the travel distance of the trigger is set at one one distance, so and that means how far you press the button uh, is set in, in one value. But with the new uh, the new DualSense Edge controller, you can now manually adjust the travel distance for your left and right triggers. So. I'll give the Call of Duty example again. Left trigger is aiming, right trigger is firing. So if you set the travel distance to be shorter, that means you can aim quicker. So rather than it have to go the full motion to get to your aiming and the full motion to get to firing, 
you can, can now control that travel distance. And there, there are three different settings for you to do that as well. I found I shortened my travel distance and it helped me aim and shoot a let, that split second faster. You know, those times where you sort of face to face and it's a reflex thing. Uh, I'm finding now that I'm winning more than I'm losing in those, in those close-up battles as well. Uh, what else is there? There is a mappable back button. Now, I spoke earlier, there's two different types of buttons. There's a lever button and there's a half dome button. And these simply, you just twist them into place and they naturally fit uh, below uh, your fingers when you're holding the controller. So your middle fingers naturally fall to this position. So this can be, this can be uh, configured to for the particular game you're playing. So putting those essential controls literally at your fingertips for you to be able to react and to get stuff done. Now, I did mention too the USB braided cable that the braided cable obviously offers a higher quality. It's actually 2.8 metres long, this cable. So if you're sitting on your couch, you can still connect it to your console. Uh, so, and it's much, it's, it's also has a lockable housing. So there's a connector housing where you put the cable in, connect it to the controller. You put this housing around that cable and it clips into the bottom of the controller, locks it into place. So there's no way it can be accidentally uh, removed as well. So you don't want to that to come out at a critical part of your game. You want that to be there. So look, this this is a a real step up for for the Sony for Sony PlayStation Five. Uh, this is a, a for serious gamers. I think if you're just a casual gamer, this probably doesn't mean much to you. But if you're serious and like I'm pretty serious, I love playing Call of Duty. I love being competitive. I love playing these these particular games. But now having the option of this of the adjustments and being able to personalize these controls to my style and also personalize them to the type of game you're playing as well. I think that's just going to make your enjoyment of the of the game even further. You still get your normal signature comfort. You still get the inner grips with the slip-resistant uh, surface there. Uh, and it does fit as well. If you've got an existing DualSense charging station, it does fit onto that as well. So I think... You uh, you're gonna you're gonna see if you if you're serious about your games, you are no doubt going to be enjoying this one. Uh, it's three hundred and thirty nine dollars ninety five. By the way, yeah, you can buy it from all game stores, Harvey Norman, all your major retailers. JB Hi-Fi have it as well. Uh, it is out now. It only came out a couple of days ago. So if you're into your games and you got a PlayStation. I think you should check out the Sony DualSense Edge controller. If you want to find out more, check it out at techguide.com.au. We're sticking to the gaming theme here for one more one more product, and the product we're talking about is Samsung's Odyssey 6 Curved Gaming Monitor. Now, I just saw this a few weeks ago at the Consumer Electronics Show, and they're already available, would you believe? They've been released. They're available in two sizes, 27-inch and 32-inch sizes. They're $949 for the 27-inch and $1,099 for the 32-inch. And these are monitors that have all the features you'd expect for a gaming monitor. They've got 240 hertz refresh rate, one millisecond response time, AMD FreeSync Premium Pro. So that eliminates what they call screen tearing. Uh, also controls input latency so you can maintain that edge. You want it's, it's a matter of seconds. As I said earlier with the controller, 
that split second could mean the difference between lo- winning and losing. The Odyssey G6 has QHD resolution and has 1.7 times more pixel density than full HD. So you are getting that more detail. So able, the, the graphics will be able to pop. Vivid colors. It looks amazing. It also has the 1000R curvature of the display. So it means you are fully immersed into this game. So really does wrap around you. There is also a control, a little control panel called the game bar. And that lets you check and control your game settings as well. You can even uh, control the the aspect ratio. So you might want to go from 16 by 9 all the way out to 21 by 9. So you might want a letterbox it so that's just through the middle of the monitor. You're seeing 21 by 9. So you're seeing more. Uh, so you can do that as well. So you do have those options at your fingertips. But get this. The Odyssey G6 also has the features of a smart TV as well. So when you finish your gaming, you have all the features that you would normally find on a Samsung smart TV. So you're able to uh, either connect it, obviously can connect to a Mac or a PC or a a console. You can use the Samsung DeX platform. So you can use it like a regular computer. So that's a system that lets you have a, a desktop and all like a a particular computer system. It also has AirPlay 2, so it can mirror your Apple devices. But as I said, has all the features you find if you are watching your Samsung Smart TV. So it's got all your streaming services. It's got access to to, to the Samsung App Store. So you can watch Netflix, Prime, Disney+, Apple TV, YouTube. Uh, you've got access to the Xbox uh, gaming platform as well, the monthly platform for games, the the Game Pass. Uh, and you've also Samsung TV Plus, all those online channels as well. Uh, as as well as it being a top-shelf gaming monitor, you're getting uh, two for the price of one here. So it's great for work, great for play, and everything else in between, you're able to, to enjoy all that content. Now, it has a Visa standard ergonomic stand, so you can actually tilt and turn the screen. So not only can you adjust the – you can twist it left and right and adjust the, the the tilt, but you can actually turn the screen so that you're viewing it in portrait mode. Uh, so it does twist around, so you can you can view it deep, and you can twist it back around so you're watching it in, in landscape as well as you would no, a normal screen. So there's that versatility as well, as well as it, of course, being that smart TV. Like if you were, say you wanted to twist it to portrait mode, someone maybe with uh, with a phone can mirror their phone or if they use AirPlay to mirror their iPhone, so they can mirror, they can sort of rather than looking at TikTok or Instagram on their phones, they could be looking at it on the bigger screen. So rather than having to be limited by screen size, the kids today, it's all about portrait and Instagram and uh, and TikTok. So you're able to view that as well. It gives you the ability to twist it into that portrait mode. But then when it's game time or TV time or Netflix time, you twist it back around to landscape, the traditional widescreen setup, and you're able to enjoy your content as well. The Odyssey G6 uh, model number is G65B. It's available now from retail stores, online gaming resellers, and of course, Samsung's online store. We have a link to their to that site on Tech Guide. In available in 27 inch, that's 949. 32 inch, that's $1,099 as well. The uh, Samsung Odyssey G6. If you want to find out more, check it out at techguide.com.au.
Well, Cricket is a brand we've spoken about in the past. Cricket is a company that makes um, vinyl cutting machines and paper cutting machines. So it's it's a very much, if you're into your arts and crafts and personalising stuff, Cricket is the device for you. Massive community of Cricket users, uh, people who want to uh, personalise things, put names and patterns and, and just create things, create gifts for people, whether it's a mug or a, or a coaster or a tea towel or whatever they were creating, they're putting things on there, personalising it. I actually use Cricket to create uh, stickers for my two Dalmatians for their bowl, their food bowls. So I know which one is Ziggy's and which one is Logan's, and that was all created on a cricket. So I put in the pattern using the cricket app, and what cricket did was cut out that pattern on uh, on a, on special a special vinyl sheet, and I was able to then apply that sticker to the side of each of their bowls. So now we know which bowl belongs to Ziggy, and we know which bowl belongs to Logan, and you can of course do this for many other products, many other things, whether it's hats or shoes or whatever you want to do, you can personalize them. Now, Cricut's latest products are the Easy Press, the Easy Press 3 and the Easy Press Mini Zen Blue. Now, this is all about heat transfer. So I'm sure you've heard of transfers. I remember when I was a kid, we used to get transfers. Uh, they used to be like in in cornflakes packets and various things like that. So you can you get the transfer, you get your mum to get the wax paper and then iron it onto your shirt. And that was what the iron-on transfer. So you're able to do this now with the cricket. So not only are you creating, have got the heat press to apply the transfer, but you also make the transfer using your other cricket devices. So with the uh, the new Easy Press 3, it's available in two sizes. There's a 9 by 9 inch and a 12 by 10 inch for your larger things. It's got a ceramic coated plate, so edge to edge, even heating. And it allows you then to apply these various heat transfers to your home decor, paper art, clothing, you name it. It gives this amazing heat transfer result. Uh, and it, is, it does give you options to personalize any number of things. But the little one, the Mini Zen Blue, this is a smaller press that does allow you to sort of do these more delicate little little things. So you still get the same high-impact heat transfer, but because it's got this unique shape, it allows you to do things. So you can use it on like stuffed animals and shoes and these little things that you want to personalize, that little mini heat press can do the trick there as well. Now, to go with the new heat press products, Cricket's released a new Cricket Heat app for both iOS and Android, and that makes it even easier. It takes out all the guesswork, so you can you can do things like, say, you, you've come across a project on the app. You say, right, I want to do this, and it'll send the temperature and timer settings directly to the Cricket Heat Press, so you don't have to do a thing. You can see that those adjustments have been made, and off you go. You can just uh, you can get the work done just like that. Now, the Cricut Easy Press 3, the 12 by 10 inch is $429. The Easy Press 3, 9 by 9 is $329. And little baby, the Easy Press Mini Zen Blue is $129. Uh, and yeah, Cricut, as I said, massive in the uh, in the craft community. So you're able to purchase it exclusively from Spotlight stores. Uh, they go on sale on the 1st of February. So uh, later this week, You'll be able to get in there and buy your Cricut Easy Press 3, 
the Easy Press Mini Zen Blue, and also download the Cricket Heat app as well to make it all easy for you. If you're into your crickets, and I know people once they're in it, it's it's everything. It's it really is a bug. It, the bug takes over, and you want to create things, you want to do things, make gifts, unique things. Uh, it's a really fun little ecosystem. You want to find out more about the Cricket Easy Press products? Check it out at techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system, opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash au. If you're after a GAN power supply for your laptop. You might be after some quality cables. You might be after a power bank, MagSafe products, any kind of accessory for your phones and computers. They've got you covered. Belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, I've had so many questions about Foxtel, the IQ4, the IQ5, and a lot of Foxtel customers are transitioning to the new IQ4 and 5, in particular 5, that's the latest one. Problem is, though, that these customers were, uh, they're cable customers, and cable customers have been told that on Ju- in July 2023, that's this year, that's five months away, the cable services will no longer exist. So in the meantime, you've got to choose either satellite or broadband to get your service. That doesn't sound too bad, does it? Problem is... The customers who are cable customers with Foxtel not only get their Foxtel channels, but they also get their free-to-air channels rebroadcast through the cable as well. And the problem now with cutting over to either satellite or internet to get your Foxtel is that those free-to-air channels aren't there anymore. Now, the problem has been that these customers who've been Foxtel customers for years haven't bothered to either have an aerial or replace an aerial or repair an aerial because they were getting the free-to-air pipe through the cable. Once the cable disappears, no more free-to-air. You've either got to go through the apps, which is a bit of a pain, or get an aerial. That's why the new IQ5 and the IQ4, for that matter, has an aerial connection. So you can connect your antenna to the box, connect the box to your TV. So not only are you getting your Foxtel channels, you're also getting the free-to-air channels as well. So my advice for these customers coming off cable, not having an aerial, get an aerial. You get an aerial, you're getting not only all the HD channels, but the regular SD channels, but all the extra channels as well. There's like five or six different channels for each of the major stations and many other free-to-air channels as well. Definitely worth having it, definitely worth getting it. And once you've got it, you connect the antenna, as I said, to the Foxtel box and then the HDMI cable to your TV, and then it's business as usual. No more worrying, no more fussing. 
because once July comes, that cable is gone. The reason the cable's going is because it's not owned by Telstra and Foxtel anymore. They sold that cable to the NBN. So Foxtel says, well, we don't want to pay the NBN. We don't want to give away any of our money to the NBN because we're using their cable. We're going to transition people to the internet or to satellite. These are two streams where they either own it or they can the, the customer's providing it so they don't, have to, they don't have to give away any of their money to anyone else. So that's why they're transitioned away from cable because they no longer own it. Uh, so if this is you, uh, you got till July 2023, that's only a few months away, to get your act together, get the aerial, and once you've done that, you can easily connect it to your IQ5 box. The other thing I hear is that, oh, I've got all these recordings on my IQ2 and I want to do this. Well, unless it's your child's wedding or something that you can't watch elsewhere, you can watch it on demand anywhere else. If you've got your favourite episodes of Seinfeld or something on your box, you can access it on demand wherever you go. Uh, you know, even even live sporting events. I think a lot of people keep their favourite games on their on their hard drives as well. You can access them anywhere. Problem is, if you if you are leaving your bo- your box behind, you're getting a new box. There's no way of getting the recordings off the box. So unfortunately, uh, you got to leave them behind. But as I said, ninety percent of what people are looking for that have got on their boxes can be can be viewed on demand anywhere else. And that's full time for Tech Guide episode 537. Thank you so much for listening this far. Uh, If you need to find out about anything we've spoken about, by the way, on the show, everything we talk about is always at techguide.com.au. And please get in touch with us as well. We'd love to hear from you. Email is info at techguide.com.au or click the Ask Stephen icon on the right-hand side of the site and that will send an email to me and I will answer that as quickly as I can. Now, we want to thank our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Please support the great sponsors who support the Tech Guide podcast. Thanks once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 